Hello and welcome to episode four, is it, of the Beer with Sam and Peter? I don't know, Sam, is it? Yeah. Uh, in this uh, episode... You, you haven't answered me, is it episode four? It is episode four. Oh, right? okay, good. Yeah. The Return of the Jedi? Yeah? A New Hope New is Hope? episode four. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow. Yep. What a great way to start. Um, so... This week, we're whipping up a little bit. We're at frauds, frauds this yeah. week uh, on several levels. The most important, and I know avid listeners will be devastated, um, Peter is wearing pants, which is fine. You can hear it in his voice. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm wearing shorts, not pants. Oh, that's right. I'm wearing shorts yeah, as well. Because it's a muggy, rainy, humid morning. 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 And that brings us to the second betrayal <laughs> of the episode. Yep, yep definitely. Uh, which is that. We are not drinking beer today. Today is a coffee with Sam and Peter. Yeah. Which I know is, is terrible, but to lessen uh, the blow, I have found uh, these cold-pressed coffees, which we're currently drinking, uh, that are in repurposed beer bottles. Hmm. So, I don't know, the spirit of Sam and Peter's here, and still, we can still... We can still clean. Yeah. So, you know, everything's yeah. fine. Don't yeah, so we're, we're drinking a fine cold press from... From a company Benchmark. called Benchmark, yeah. Slow brew coffee. So it's like a nice milky cold brew yeah. coffee. It's like, like an iced coffee, but it's like it's like a your typical sort of ice break, except not terrible. Yeah. You know how they say uh, real coffee ice cold? Yeah. Well, well this, this is this actual, is actual real, coffee, real coffee. coffee, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're qualified, so we'll have to talk about this, I think. Yeah. You've, you've got professional barista qualifications. I have... I have, not yeah, that I've ever used them, <laughs> I have uh, two certificates in latte art, and one, yep. in, one in regular espresso machine. Whereas I have actually worked as a barista, mm. with no but qualifications. where are your certificates? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important thing, the qualifications. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a coffee with Sam and Peter, but, you know, for the half of the audience that just didn't rage quick, they, they heard yeah, no for, for our two listeners, which are still with us. <laughs> The guys, um, guys from Germany are definitely gone. They're just like, nope, no, Shout out no to beer. You, you beautiful people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. We're charging to a brave new world. So how's life, Sam? Life is good. Life is good. Life in the entertainment world, it's been a little slow. Uh, in terms of like stuff you've been yeah. watching and stuff. I think that's the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Somewhat. Um, so we might we're, we're both into yeah. week two of uni and it's starting to get fun. actually yeah. I wouldn't call it fun I would uh, I'm uh, learning guys learning <laughs> it's starting to get serious mm. we're getting towards the business end yeah. well, not not so much the business end but we're starting to actually do stuff now that we're through the yeah hello everybody we're past the introductory we're like, past the, the hand holding yeah this is what the subject's going to be stuff. So. And for all our listeners who have not moved on to the university stage, uh, yeah, week one is just like that. Yeah. We come in, it's like, no, one, no one talks about it, but it's just like, you come in and it's just intro lectures. You know, you find until you get to, name. until you get to like, I'm, I'm in my fifth year of a, of my degree, so I'm, mm. I'm in like the final sort of year. And a lot of the stuff that we do in the first week actually does matter like we actually are learning stuff from the go from the get go yeah compared to like first year where it was 
all the hand holding. Sounds all. Everybody, let's sit around in the circle and share our feelings, mm. type stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So that's. But yeah, that, I mean, you're not far off. That's really. That's what happens. <laughs> I was in a first year lecture where uh, the lecturer gave out her home phone number and mobile number. That's really desperate. Yeah, just you know, she's just desperate just for help. human contact. She wasn't a great lecturer. <laughs> <laughs> we should call her on the she podcast. was accessible yeah <laughs> yeah home phone number that's uh, that's not a good plan no who, who even uses a home phone anymore I don't um, even know if I've got a home phone like tele- I must do telemarketers telemarketers yeah I never answer it like I th- we've got a no. I've just moved house like a couple of months ago and I think just because whatever the internet plan we've got comes with a home phone so we've got a home phone but I, I can't remember the last time I answered it. Because yeah. even when it does ring, I don't answer it because it's only telemarketers. If people want to get hold of me, they'll send me an email or call me on the actual phone. Nine times out of ten when I get an important call, I'm on the toilet. <laughs> it seems yeah, to be the So yeah. I, I, just, I never answer my phone first time usually because... You know, there would You're be taking a, care of business. Yeah, I'll take care of business. <laughs> <laughs> and there'd be a bit of an echo, I think. Yeah. Unmistakable echo. I have to tell everybody that I'm in a cave or something. <laughs> oh, I'm just going into a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, tunnel. <laughs> Far too many jokes. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so we've got a few things to talk about this week, but not as many. So we might get into some of our, some of our rants today, just about, well, about these few topics. Yeah, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was a movie that both of, that you and I wanted to saw together. Yeah. Um, Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, that's the name of it. I forgot. There Thank you, you for reminding Just me. The, the, the new Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah. Which and I, I, I mean, I don't follow the Coen Brothers movies that much. I've watched most of them. I enjoy them. And, like, I was excited. It's, they're a big name. Yeah. And um, they have, like, a, such a certain style to it. Hmm. And the style is weird. Like, that's their thing. Yeah. But it's... It's, it's effective. It's effective usually. Hmm. So, my verdict for this movie, gets the, to get to the point, is that it was just weird. Yes. It was I, past I that agree point that. of being weird and entertaining. Oh, yeah. it, to me, it felt a bit self-indulgent. Because yeah. it's like the trailers and all the marketing around it set it up as this story about... For those who haven't seen trailers and stuff, it's, mm. just, it's set up as like this story about George Clooney is playing this like stupid big name actor who gets kidnapped and um, and Josh Brolin has to go save him. Right. The, that, that's the head what, of the... No, the... the like, head, what, he's the... He's like the... He's the fixer. Yeah. The Hollywood fixer. And he's like the, the studio head. He talks like this. Bad with luck. He's been kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get him back with my great jawline. Eddie. 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 <laughs> Is he got Eddie Redmayne? There are, I'm not sure. Eddie something. There are a lot of um, there are a lot of interesting characters. Oh yeah, I mean, which is which is a great. My favorite character is Tilda Swinton's character, who so Tilda Swinton Tilda plays, Swinton two, plays characters. two sisters who are like one's like a gossip columnist and the other's like a investigative reporter. Yeah, but she's an investigative reporter for like Hollywood, so she is essentially just a glorified gossip. And she has this well. amazing voice. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she puts on just Eddie. like like a the sort of. English-American accent from that time. 
Yeah, where like which seems just very people honest. in cinema and Hollywood would talk in like would, would all speak in this sort of English yeah. accent to sound more. And that's sort of getting towards the whole point of the movie, which is it's not about kidnapping or how stupid actors are or anything like that. It's, it's about just like a tribute to cinema. Cinema. And, and especially that and era in that movies. era in the 60s Hollywood where it was all about this, the big studios. Yeah. And, um, and they were, it, it was still that sort of time of we're making magic. Yeah. And it was a very uh, mysterious sort of... It was bef- the time before television... Yeah, where people would go to the pictures mm. on the weekends, and everything. I think everything just needed to be that way because movies, movies were like a big separate thing back then. Like yeah. now, we watch a movie, and it's like you go see a play, you go see a movie. It's quite you realistic see it in, a, in right. a big cinema. Well, you know, you know how you watch a play and you suspend your disbelief because it looks nothing like the real world. Yeah. And that was what like, like those movies were like. You know, it's like these weird... Have all these weird dance whales that are like a... a oh, there, was a, there, was a, there was a whale in the... When they were making one of the movies that was just a bowling pin. Yeah. Float up from the water. Like, <laughs> the shot. Yeah, so basically the movie has... Um, it has this sort of vague plot to it. But the plot but is it, strange and it gets even stranger. <laughs> oh... There is a fantastic like the, the the ending is actually just so well, now that I think about it again, it's ridiculous. just so ridiculous and fantastic in how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like just but, that but you because, know it's so, because, about, because it's so because it's so weird, uh, there's no way you would see it coming. No. It's <laughs> just because there's no foreshadowing for it whatsoever, it just kind of <laughs> happens. It's not I'm not spoiling it, it's not what I'm about to say, but it is akin to what I'm about to say. It's like it's it's like if Josh Brolin's trying to get George Clooney back. Yep. Who's been kidnapped? Yep. By communists mm. as it happens. Uh, and then out of nowhere, Hitler arrives on a Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs> and saves George Clooney. Yep. That's and then disappears into the ocean. Yeah. That that is the level of weirdness. <laughs> is going on. Yeah. Um, and basically, so throughout the movie, they have all these, it's, it's intercut with all these like five to 10 minute long sequences from, like it's mainly set on the, the studio. Right. It's, it's like a lots. tribute. It's like a section of the film that they're making. Yeah. And so it's they like have all these like all five to 10 minute long weird bits from movies. So yeah. like there's this one where it's just like a 10 minute scene of Channing Tatum dancing. Which is great. Which, he's a great dancer. Yeah. But... He's dancing with a bunch of other sailors. It was odd in a, in a movie. You think? Yeah. I, I mean, I think... It, they just all went on for, like... It It was a fine... It, I, I, I'll take that back. It's not odd, an odd thing to have in a movie. They were just too long. Like, so... They were so long that they became self-indulgent, in yeah. my opinion. I don't know. It's just a very self-indulgent movie about the fact that the Coen Brothers love Cinema and Old Cinema. Which is fair enough. I mean, if you're yeah. as successful as them, yeah. more power to you. I, make I had fun. You want. I don't think... I, I don't want everybody to get the wrong movie. idea. Yeah. I, had, I had fun, but um, I didn't, it wasn't I wasn't a cinematic at the masterpiece. End. It wasn't as good as their last film, which was Inside Lewin Davis, mm. which was... like I, This was... Did not have the traditional movie structure 
like it vaguely it it had the bones of it, but it didn't have it had all this extra stuff. It was it was a movie where it was like um, not so much a story, but like hey, check out all the school. Yeah, stuff it was like a series of out. scenes. Yeah, that had a vague tying together. Mm. But yeah, what I, what I did like about the movie is it shows you that like movies from here are this weird world where it brings together just the most unique and like misfitty people. Yeah, the actors. And the artists, and then just the most like controlling, rigid people, right? Like, you know, yeah, they're all working. People. Josh Brolin, who is the main character, mm. definitely, is like he's in no way great. He's like just super hard. He's very Josh Brolin. Yeah, Brad Woodlock's been kidnapped. We need to get him back, and he slaps, <laughs> slaps the actors a lot <laughs> to get some sense into them. No, he's the fixer. He's the sensible one. Yeah, and those people coexist. It is, it is a very world. interesting thing that, like, actors are, by their very nature, very artistic and have to be, and think in a very different way to, like, business people. But both have to be. But it. both have to coexist. Oh, well, and yeah. they don't always coexist well. I think the attitude towards those, re- those businessy people has really changed. Because, like, today, it's like, fuck the studios, man. They're ruining movies, which I, I kind of think they are a little bit. They yeah, and it, it didn't. It didn't that being that said, way. we both were very happy with Deadpool. Oh yeah, with big studio Marvel movie. Big studio Marvel movie where the studio gave a lot of license though. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, that I think that's um, you can see the difference that a studio influence makes mm. when you watch Netflix originals, like Jessica Jones that we were talking about last time. Where it just means that there's more unique things, you know. It, the studio, well, I, the Net, studio Netflix, does it. Netflix, Netflix is a studio though, but it's just a different type of studio. Like it's yeah. not the same established um, thing. And generally, they give the creators a lot more free reign to do whatever they like. Um, yeah, which, which what I'm saying compared to like the mainstream studios, which are a lot more rigid. Um, I think it, I can watch a lot of TV and feel like I've watched the same show. To me, I think yeah, it's that whole sort of vanilla thing of like we want everyone to enjoy it, and it just means that everybody sort of watches it, kind of likes it, but there's no real yeah. Whereas I think Netflix is a lot less constrained by that because they don't have to put out a new show week by week on commercial television. Yeah, and they can just put out like. 20 episodes all at once which people can watch in their own time and if there's graphic nudity in it then (laughs) fine it's better off for it yeah exactly (laughs) for the most part yeah Yeah, so Hail Caesar was just it was one of those movies where at the end especially I remember you we finished the movie watching it Peter and I and our our friends yeah we're watching it and it was about five minutes Silence. I think after the film, where yeah. we just continued to look at each other with these. <laughs> just, just what was that movie? What the hell that just we happened watched? to me for the last two hours? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very well made film. Even yeah, it if looks I didn't great. Particularly enjoyed the the story, like the characters, the great. the costumes and the sets and the just the way it was directed and mm. put together was I thought was fantastic. 
And I, I loved a lot of the characters in it. Yeah. I felt so much. There's like a... There's so many interesting characters in it. There's this one character who who is a uh, a Western star. Yeah. Who oh, basically... He's great. He's, he's more like... Those guys were more like stuntmen than anything else. Yeah. He's not really a great actor, but he doesn't no. have to say much. No, he just has to play the guitar. He rides in a little... does tricks on horses. And do crazy backflips off a horse. Yeah, no, he has like a... You know, the whip. Yeah, as all the whip lasso sort of things. Yeah, and um, at some point when they become they become famous actors, right? And everybody thinks that they 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 go from western star into this bigger pool of just famous actors. Yeah, and then they and then they start getting hired for other movies where they may have to speak, and that could be a challenge. I, I mean, he was so sweet. Yeah, um, and if anybody has seen the trailer, you'll you'll know who this guy is because the trailer is just is a good trailer because it's only one scene basically, where it's it's the would that it's worse so simple. Yeah, which is, uh, which is a great scene. Yeah, would that it were? Would that it were? Yeah, it's basically Ray Fiennes getting playing like this more and more play, very very sort of similar character to his character in the Grand Budapest Hotel mm. he's he never slick, quite gets slicked back to a very like well put together English gentleman type guy he plays a director ac- actually angry but he's sort of he's that very polite like polite anger yeah polite English yeah yeah and they just look at each other and for a much longer time than they show in the trailer they just say was it a quirk? Yeah, over so and over simple. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets embedded into you. I, yeah, I really liked his character. I was really worried something was going to happen to him. Yeah. And when we talk about whether it does or not. And then, so the characters were really enjoyable. It's yeah. just that it had no... It was a lot of really cool characters and a lot of really cool scenes. Some of the Hollywood like actual movie scenes, I think, went on for too long. Mm-hmm. There were some very elaborate scenes that would have been very difficult to pull off, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it's all a bit of a throwback to that time period. The thing is, I don't think it, like, as a movie, it. I came out of it a bit unsatisfied. Yeah. Just no, in I terms of, like, so. there was no great, like, rise and fall. There was no, like, you couldn't get really invested in the characters and what they were doing. It was, it was more like a snapshot of all these different as I said before just a collection of a bunch of interesting yeah. well directed well made scenes yeah so would you recommend the movie I think so if you are like a cinema buff mm. and love cinema I think you'd probably get a real kick out of seeing this movie but just your regular punter I think would have no interest whatsoever no it's, it's definitely not it's a yeah a movie that everyone would enjoy it's not fun for yeah, the family that's, that's for sure yeah. and now that I kind of reflect on it and talking to you a bit about it like there are a lot of really cool yeah. things that I enjoy about it but I don't know how readily I would recommend it yeah Hail Caesar it's a bunch of cool shit with no order to it at all yeah I would say I want to talk about one other movie that I've seen. Okay. Because um, we've rambled on about how it's for far too long, and I feel like we've, we've had no structure to <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's kind of all part of the course. Yeah. Um, so I watched a movie that's uh, a little bit, quite old now um, that I saw on Netflix, uh, and, I was, and I needed to go watch it again for nostalgia reasons. I saw Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys? Have you, have you seen this movie? Oh, oh, if I have, I don't remember it. Hmm. It's 
It's so good. It's uh, so Space Cowboys is a movie. Um, I think it's written and directed by Clint Eastwood. Okay. Uh, really? Yeah. All right. Which it, yeah, it's a very least directed. Okay. And that's check. Um, and it's a very classic. Uh, we're bringing back the old guys movie. It was so like, like, like your exp- Expendables before the Expendables. A very, very uh, early version of that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the whole plot of the movie is that ages ago, uh, the, in the, like, the first space program back when it was in the hand, before the space program was like a government organized, uh, open everyone thing, mm. it was part of the Air Force. Right. And they were training these four guys to go up into space and told them that they would fly to the moon. Yeah. And they were all like really cool at what they did. Um, but then it swapped over to NASA. They were left behind, and instead they had to bring bring out the actual person that would be going to space first, which was a monkey. Yep. Um, and they were disgraced. And uh, ages later, the Russians, because it's always the Russians, <laughs> and um, the Russians have this satellite that's going to crash into Earth. Yep. And the guidance system system on it is this big mechanical uh, monster of a thing that no one understands except the guys who made it way back 50 years ago, which is Clint Eastwood's gang. Right. And they have to go up into space again and be ready, like trained to get ready to go up into space. But they're all these like old men. Yes. (laughs) It's really good. There are are a lot of... Is it a dramatic movie or is it a comedy? It's it's mostly, mostly funny. There are okay. some serious bits, yeah. but it's, so it's, it's meant to be yeah. humorous. Um, and, and half of the movie is... How is Clint Eastwood in a humorous role? Because Clint Eastwood is, is like... No, is he, is he yeah, like, he's actually funny. Is he like straight edge? He's funny like, in the sort of straight man kind of way. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's, it's him uh, as the guy who designs everything and sort of the leader. Yep. The pilot, who's like this maverick pilot. Because of course Well, he's is. based on Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> right. Who has oh, okay. all this sort of like... So, the, the, yeah, those two are based on Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. Um, they're very much like them. Well, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so Buzz Aldrin, who's called Hawk in this movie. Because, of course, the pilot is yeah. called Hawk. He's played by Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> who's just... It's like... It's great because it, it's... it's uh, And they're always in the same scene, right? So it's two of the most weathered, harsh faces in cinema history, I think. Clint Eastwood's like... Dead stare. <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones. Squinting. It's K from Men in Black. Yeah. And he's in lots of other the stuff. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> All wrapped up into one. Yeah. Um, and the other two guys, I, I can't remember. I do bad with these guys' names, but they're in a lot of things as well. One of them played uh, Bilbo. Oh, um, Morgan. Oh, I, in... Lord of the Rings. Yeah, in oh, Lord of the Rings in, or The Hobbit. In Lord of the Rings, proper. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Mm. He played the android in Alien. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. And, uh, he, and he's the sort uh, of and control he's guy. And he's Hannibal Lecter. What? In Silence of the Lambs. No, he's not. Isn't he? No. No? That's Anthony Hopkins, Peter. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins was Bilbo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. No. No? <laughs> no, he wasn't. Oh, okay. We found a serious hole in this <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen any of these movies. Feel free. So. Feel free to leave a comment on iTunes about how much you despise Peter. 
I'm pretty... It's not Anthony Hopkins, dude. I will stop this podcast right now and check. <laughs> Please don't. It's not Anthony Hopkins. No, I, bet, I bet you it's it. well, To move on from this... We'll move on. Yeah, you can look this we'll up. We'll revisit this next week, but I'm sure it's <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Okay, there's a little teaser for <laughs> Find out how wrong Peter is next week. Yeah, well... Um, yeah, so yeah, and uh, so this guy, he's the sort of he's the dude who operates the, the controls, and he's uh, turned. He's a priest mm. called Tank. He's a priest. Yeah, and the other guy is this old womanizing. Uh, in oh, what is, is he? he? Also, he's sort of, he's sort of a like the computer man. He like calculates. The it. hacker guy. Yeah, and they all go up into space. But the bulk of the movie is them do going through all the NASA training regimes. To be allowed to go into space, yeah, and it's as old. Such a wonderful film, yeah. It's such a wonderful film. <laughs> um, you know, there's like the centrifuge spinny thing, the vomit comet, yeah, vomit comet, and because like uh, the other two dudes don't do that. Danny will break a hip. No, but like the old, gnar- like the two gnarly guys, you know, Tommy Lee Jones and Clint Eastwood, just sitting this like they're the pilots, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. pilots. And they was fly, were flying these planes when the planes had no, like, pressurized systems or, or whatever. <laughs> so they sit in this thing and they have, like, jokes, you know, they're, they're very deadpan. Yeah. Where they start to spin up to, like, a, a dangerous speed and they're both, like, this thing moving. And <laughs> as it spins up more, it flattens out all the wrinkles on Clint Eastwood's face. <laughs> so, um... Uh, yeah, it's it's brilliant. If you're looking to have some fun on like a Sunday night, and you don't have to think too much, watch yourself some space some cowboys. space cowboys is yeah, what you need. It's it's glorious. It also has a very interesting flashback scene at the start, where they've got an actors that you know are no names that vaguely resemble the uh, stars, mm. and it's shot in black and white. It's like the establishing thing, you know. Oh, they got they were going to go to the moon. Then the monkey happened. They got disgraced by the monkey. Yep. And all of the voices have been dubbed over with um, recordings from the actual actors. Which is a little jarring at first. But if you sort of forget that you know who Tommy Lee Jones is, you can recognise his voice. Hmm. Um, It's kind of cool. And so they don't... They don't... That's the way of introducing the characters. So they have like this uh, typical. That's really weird because your voice changes so much yeah. as you get older. Yeah. So to have like Clint Eastwood's like Clint Eastwood's gravelly one. growl yeah. coming out of a guy who's like twenty years old. Actually, Clint Eastwood's works okay. Really? Tommy Lee Jones just does not. <laughs> does not. <laughs> does not. It just doesn't feel like the words coming out. Yeah. But it does an interesting thing for the other characters. So they have this exchange with their boss, who ends up being the boss of NASA, and he's like a typical so he's evil like, boss guy, right? Who's talking about like the costs and I'm never sending him. He's, he's like bureaucracy. He's scheming with, yeah, he's actually scheming with the Russians, you know? Oh, of course he is. And it's not really a spoiler, guys. <laughs> um, and, you know, the same thing's done for him. So he's played by another actor that I, I can't remember. He's quite old, mm. and his voice is over, is dubbed over, and you, and you see him, um, maybe twenty minutes into the movie, 
And it's an interesting way of making you recognise who he is. So there's no reintroduction. There's no conversation where it's like, oh, Frank, remember, remember that time when we did this? This weird, tedious, like, that this conversation is, would never happen. That is interesting because that's a really... That can be one of those things that's really difficult to do in an organic way right. is have a flashback and make it clear who the characters are. Like, make it immediately exactly. clear, this guy is this guy, this guy is this guy, and whatever. Yeah. They look very... So that, they don't look very similar, but you just recognise the voice. Yeah, yeah. And you know who this guy is. Which That's is really interesting. Yeah. And in last week's podcast, you were complaining about how um, in Daredevil, and in a lot of other TV shows and stuff, people don't talk like people, they talk yeah. like TV characters. Yeah. There's that same issue where you don't have a flashback in a movie but you just need to establish who people are. You know, they just sort of sum up their, uh, their yeah, connection with the, with the main character. Yeah. Oh, like I haven't sentiments. seen you since that time where we did this thing. <laughs> this very specific thing. Yeah. <laughs> that we both know about because it happened to us. <laughs> I'm but I'm bringing it up again now because I want to refresh your memory. And anybody else who may be listening. <laughs> so they just know they don't do that. Because that's you just know. So, That's cool. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to, you have to with characters which are in movies where you have characters which have known each other for a very long time. You have to find some way to convince the audience that they have a relationship together, yeah. rather than just saying they have a relationship together. Yeah. So that's a very interesting way of doing it. Yeah, it's interesting. You accept the fact that you know these guys' voices; they're all very distinct. Yeah. And they're all Tommy Lee Jones is so unique. I think it's like. It just seems weird when his voice comes out of this young guy's mouth. <laughs> it's also not dubbed over very well, his. Uh, it's sort of a delight. That's, that's what makes a difference. I think it's because uh, he's trying to mimic Tommy Lee Jones' face. And most people have seen Men in Black, right? Yeah. His face and his mouth doesn't move very much when he speaks. Which seems fine for him, but it's like when this guy is trying to do it. <laughs> for a young guy. It probably doesn't speak all that much because he's had like a bunch of... like plastic surgery stuff to his face and mm. over time he's a lot older now so his face doesn't move as much I'm sure when he was much younger it yeah. moved a lot more so when you have someone try and emulate the old guy it looks weird yeah they look similar but it's just like <laughs> yeah Listen the Space Cowboys good Space good Cowboys go see it get it into it it's it's not a great movie but it's, it's on Netflix it's really cuddly it's on it's Australian on Netflix, right Australian right Netflix Aussie Netflix right now. Aussie Netflix, good stuff. Yeah. For yeah, for those people who don't know, for our few listeners who are in America, in the Americas or in any other European country. Yeah, there's different Australia different Netflix. Yeah, we can, we constantly get We've shit only on. recently in the past six months to a year we've gotten Netflix? Yeah, past year we've we've only and Netflix, just gotten Netflix. In their infinite wisdom has decided after all this time of shitting on us they're gonna continue the theme. Well so now it's we have not Australian Netflix. It's not up to them. It's a licensing thing. Yeah. It's the which is very complicated and I don't know that fully how it works. But, those but three... essentially other networks have paid for a lot of the shows which are on American Netflix so they can't broadcast them There's a faceless on. man, Peter. Yeah. I need a face to blame. <laughs> you why need to blame Netflix. I can't see the latest, epi- latest episodes of Supernatural on Australian Netflix. Really? Like the 13 seasons which currently exist on Netflix aren't good enough for you? No. That doesn't keep you satisfied? Peter, please. There's not, <laughs> there's not 13, ep- 13 seasons of Supernatural. 
There's like there 11. Really I thought there was like 14 seasons. I believe there's 11. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think that they've like been renewed for another season. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. That show continues. That show will never finish. Mostly being terrible and sometimes being really good. It's sort of the flavour of Supernatural. <laughs> Supernatural I would describe as a wiki show. A wiki show where you just kind of work out like yeah. Wikipedia you to find it, the you, best episodes. You cherry pick from the episode descriptions. Well, I mean, there's so much of it now. Watching the whole thing would take mm. weeks. And would ruin you. And would ruin there's you. There's some bad stories. <laughs> there's also some very bad dialogue. Yes. Well, mm. you get what you pay for, I guess. <laughs> it's true. Well, those are the only two movies that we've been... Yeah, I've seen a couple of others, but nothing I really want to talk about. Okay. Although, yeah, so I did watch John Wick in the last week, which I'd seen for the first time, oh, which was yeah. a fucking awesome movie, and I don't want to talk about it too much. What I want to talk about There's is... There's not much to talk about with John Wick. No, it's just Keanu Reeves fucking every up, everybody up with guns. Yep. Yep, and that's the movie. That's the entire movie? Yeah. Oh, man. The setup for that movie is just... Like, the, the sort of initial stuff is, is really tragic. It's... Is it tragic? It's... The whole point, the whole story I, of, of John Wick is that Keanu Reeves plays this ridiculous um, assassin who is retired and now he owns a beagle, I think? Yeah, so he's retired in like the first five minutes of the movie. He gets out of the game um, to go get married yeah. his wife, to this woman and his, his wife, wife dies of cancer or something. And she gives him a dog and to represent him, her. Yeah. It's a little cute beagle. And then it's the first an thing adorable happens, little beagle. Some dude they break into his house, steal his car, and just and kill and the beagle. And club the beagle to death. <laughs> and when they club the beagle to death, I was really sad because it was such a cute little beagle. Yeah, I, I know, like, but it's, I kept going, "Oh no, don't do that to the don't dog. Kill the Leave the beagle alone." Yeah, they kill the beagle. They kill the beagle, and, and now he, he wants just, revenge. And he just fucks everybody up. And then and that's here the comes movie. two hours. But yeah, what, what I wanted to talk about was um, they've just released. Um, they're doing a John Wick 2. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's going to be Is he making a mistake? Is it fantastic. Like, is it, see, this is the problem yeah, it could that be. I have with this. It's like Taken 2, where really, clearly, uh, we there's something bring... wrong with Liam Neeson. Yeah, if his he family's... is not keeping a good eye on his family. <laughs> yeah, he's just the unluckiest guy in the world, Liam Neeson. So what did John Wick do? Decide to buy another beagle? No, it depends. Like, we can't render judgment yet because we don't know. A cat. He buys a cat and the cat gets killed. If it's if it's exactly John Wick one, mm. retold, I'm happy to shoot on the movie. But I thought the John Wick story was like a fine, if, fine action movie. What if he bought two dogs? What if he bought two dogs and they kill both? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can, we haven't seen the goddamn movie yet. They haven't released any trailers. I we know. don't know. I'm not going to see it. I don't. <laughs> Did you not enjoy John Wick? Okay, I did a very no no thing with John Wick which is I skipped all the talking in John Wick I had about a 45 minute experience of that movie because I skipped all the talking I skipped all the dialogue which is fine the thing about that movie is it's got cool action scenes mm. um, Just but yeah so the, what I actually wanted to talk about after we've gotten off on this massive tangent and talked about the entire movie this whole episode is, um, is they're doing a John Wick 2 and um, they've released a video of Keanu Reeves doing like gun training mm. for the movie and he is fucking crazy is he doing he's, gun fu? no he's not doing gun fu he's just like a crazy spe- spec ops like 
assault rifle guy. That's the thing. It's like this two-minute video of him doing this training course, which is like him set up at like a bunker with all these targets. And um, so he starts off with like a machine gun and like shoots all these targets, empties the clip, swaps to his pistol, bang, bang, bang. So he's a shotgun out. He's actually a killing machine. Yeah. He's an actual... Psycho killing machine. That's all his movies have been doing. He's training him for <laughs> training him for the zombie for apocalypse. <laughs> That's actually a really interesting thing. What if Keanu Reeves actually is a hitman? He could be, couldn't he? He totally. Could I wouldn't be. fuck with Keanu Reeves. Maybe we should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> this, this could get back to his people. We've discovered his secret. I owned a beagle. We're, I'm part of the club. He's, the beagle club. Yeah. Fuck those things like it was adorable. It was so adorable, the little beagle puppy. So well trained for a new puppy club, as did well. Did they really club it to death? Yes. Oh. Well then they deserve it. <laughs> or they like kick it in the head till it dies. Or like it's Ugh. it shows the, the mangled corpse of the <laughs> the beagle of the puppy and it's really tragic and uh, I, I mean, distressing. I couldn't help but find it a little bit funny because it, it just seems like they're like it's not funny. It's <laughs> tragic. You know, that was written later, right? They came up, they were like, hey, you know what? It's been a, enough years. Let's do another movie where Keanu Reeves runs around doing kicking the shit out of people. Well, how are we going to need... Well, we well, need yeah, a bill. Yeah, but That's ridiculous, Bill. We can't just have a movie where he kills people for no reason. Just like, All right, what are people like? Puppies. <laughs> there we go. We'll kill a puppy and then they'll have to go on a murdering spree. Yeah, that's not the point, though. <laughs> yeah, puppies... I was still, like, affected when the puppy died. Okay. I was like, no, Keanu, you go fuck up those people. <laughs> Kill all the Russians. Oh, it's the Russians again. It is the Russians again. I really... Alfie Allen plays, like, the Russian mob boss's kid. Mm. The guy, uh, Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, is the Russian boss guy the guy with the big moustache? He's just he's the, he's, he's, like, he's the Russian in every movie. He's also the Russian in Space Cowboys. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. No. I you're shitting so. me. I think so, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty classic. You're going to have to look that up. Along with Anthony Hopkins playing Bilbo, which he definitely didn't do. Oh, he did. He's... We oh. will settle this argument. All right. In the comments section, or next week. That's well, public now. You've, you've made it public that you thought Anthony Hopkins played Bilbo in Lord of the Rings. You've had made it public that you think he doesn't play Bilbo in Lord of the Rings. All right. Anthony Hopkins, or a guy that looks a lot like Anthony Hopkins. He doesn't even look like Anthony Hopkins. He does. <laughs> he does. All right, let's mum and dad not fight. Yeah. Until we're off screen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue this. <laughs> yeah. At another time. So that's movies. I think that uh, we ranted about that for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the time? Everybody's asleep. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, any, any TV shows? You yeah. The re- well, the reason we, we've ranted about movies for so long is that I don't know. I've really had much else. And the way of television, I've been watching. I've been watching TV, but I haven't been watching anything new. Mm. I've been continuing to watch Daredevil. Yeah. Which we talked about. You finished? I'd imagine. I finished it ages ago, yeah. like when it came out. I, I I watched Jessica Jones first. Yeah, I then watched it. I think that's probably. I would have watching Daredevil and then Jessica Jones was better cause just because I think Jessica Jones is a lot better than Daredevil. Nice. I understand what you mean about the poor writing of 
Daredevil. Yeah. Foggy and the receptionist chick are just it's, badly written. Yeah. It's a it's a much more stock standard show. Yeah. About a crime fighting guy. I mean the only sort of new good thing in it in terms of like like breaking the mold or whatever is it's got a really compelling villain. Yes. And it's got some pretty good fight scenes for the most part. Yeah. And it's got that sort of whole thing of uh, Wilson Fisk is a great uh, antithesis yeah like Daredevil in every way yeah Daredevil's like a small flippy ninja dude he plays the dex game and Wilson Fisk plays the strength game he's big he's not like ridiculously fat like he is in the comics no he's like this big guy he He uses weight big and intimidating yeah and soft the thing that the two Marvel Netflix series have done is they've fleshed out the villains very well which the movies yeah. classically don't do and like they're, Avengers they're Avengers different. 2 had James Spader playing Ultron which James Spader is like he is such a great actor and he has such an amazing voice mm. and he was just so underutilised and um, just he was just such a disappointing boring villain yeah. in Avengers 2 yeah. which almost all the villains in the Marvel movies his, uh, his lines were written well. Yeah. He spoke well. The trailer for Avengers 2 was amazing, where it had him like reciting the poem about mm. there are no strings on me. Yeah. He ended like, up I being, thought that was so effective. He ended up being very a very like funny character, actually. He had a lot yeah. of jokes. And he yeah. didn't actually end up being that serious dude at all. Yeah. But he... Yeah. And mm. I just thought that would be no. poorly done yeah, I know what you mean. as a movie. Very different villains in in Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Yeah, but yeah, but both good. Yeah, Actually, I like was, Wilson, I was talking Wilson to somebody. Fisk is a lot more Kingpin is a lot more of your classic, like mob oh, boss villain. But they flesh him out enough that he's not like he could that character character could just so easily be. Your boring guy. generic. He could also easily be a good guy. Which I yeah, there's a difference between. Them. Yeah, like that. He's got more depth to his character, and you know his motivation. Mm. And like the thing with the he's not is, he's so not just good. a crazy evil dude for the sake of it. He's actually no. so much more interesting. So actually, to talk about uh, to talk about Kingpin, I heard this idea that um, you know how he has this weird speech pattern. Mm. Yeah, and Vincent D'Onofrio definitely doesn't speak like that in other movies. No. He's he's not even really in movies. He's like no. a character actor for like he's in like is he in Law and Order or a Law and Order type show? Yeah, not Law and Order, but like Criminal Minds or SVU or something. One of those like none of them, but generic it's cop yeah. shows. Um, and he's just complete like he's he's not. He's a good he, actor. He gives though. in a very good performance. Yeah. Um, so in in Daredevil. Kingpin, he speaks with this sort of weird uh, cadence to his voice, mm. and he leaves pauses in totally random parts of a sentence, right? And he also has this thing where he's not very good with people. He's softly spoken, yeah, and his hand twitches. And I and I was, uh, I was watching something with someone uh, <laughs> I can't remember who, and they were talking about how. Um, Kingpin is a high-functioning autistic person. That's the way they, they build him. You know, where they have this thing where if you if you learn 
but you have to learn how to speak. But it's more than that. When people speak, uh, the way they speak is governed by what they're feeling. And yeah. they're conveying an emotion, right? And if you don't speak with that, people won't be comfortable with you. So some people who have this like problems with autism and understanding emotion, or but like conveying emotion yeah, and yeah. understanding it from other people, is that you have this sort of practiced way of speaking, kind of way of mimicking like the emotion of normal speech, and that's uh, similar to what he has. Yeah, one a really interesting characterization of how he speaks that I heard someone say ages ago when it first came out. I mm. can't remember exactly who was they characterize it like the way that he speaks is like he's doing it for the first time. Like he has mm. only just learnt how to speak so he's like imitating yeah. speech. Like he, the words don't sit well or uh, he, like the way that he speaks is, is very is just off. Yeah. Like it's very unpracticed. Like he's doing it for the first time. Yeah. Which I think is makes him a really interesting character he's they have like an entire ep- is, it, is it just one episode that's entirely focused on him I'm not sure they have this I whole story I, with, I haven't watched the it for painting, a long time mm. the white painting what it means to him yeah yeah so that was like he's very interesting and the show's very interesting and watch Daredevil it's pretty, it's pretty much where we yeah, are it's, it's very much worth seeing and Jessica Jones as well yeah um, and there's another season of Daredevil coming out really soon there is with the Punisher which has the Punisher and Elektra no, I've never given a shit about Elektra she's in I've got I, I've got no idea what either of the characters are yeah it has um, Shane Shane from, from, Walking from The Walking Dead so, I don't know if that guy's a good actor you know <laughs> no he's, he's he's definitely not no. but I but guess the Punisher's be, pretty the Punisher's just gonna be grizzled and they killed my family he has to look big and he has to be intimidating and that actor does that like yeah. Be fine. yeah. I've also been watching Orange is the New Black, which I've been watching religiously. I like the show, and it just seems to me that everybody else hates it. <laughs> or at least the people I know don't like it. It seems to be a very polarizing show. Yeah. I think one of the big things about it is it's probably not. It's, it's more a show for women. In, in, I lo- don't think so. I don't know. I, I think it's a show about. The the, mo- the biggest complaint that I've heard from it before it is that it's boring. A lot of people that I talk to who say they don't like the show say that it's boring. I've only watched the first season, so I can't yeah. really. And um, it's not boring to me. I think it just depends on what you think is what what kind of stakes that you think are high. Even though it's a prison, people aren't getting threatened a lot, or at least. A fair bit of that happens in the first season. Okay, a fair bit of that happens in the first season, but it's not none of it actually happens, if you know what I mean. It When you watch the show, it feels... You feel like it's pretty safe. And if something if someone were to get killed, it would be a very, very big deal. Right. It, it's, it's, it's like a, a show about people and about the kind of people that end up in prison um, and about, yeah, their relationships and their lives. So, it's not like there's a lot of action. It's not like a no. show. It's, yeah. If you like gossip and that kind there's of no thing. There's no people getting prison killed. No. Yeah, very few. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why people think it's 
boring. And I want to ask you because I, I know that you watched one season, but you're not. I've, very, I've only I've only seen the first season, and it, it was and that was like two years ago. So I don't really I remember some of the big moments from it, but I don't remember. Mm. I don't know. I thought it was fine. I watched the whole season of it, so yeah, yeah. I, it, it, I, I, I have been meaning to watch the yeah. consequent seasons, but I just haven't yet for whatever reason what I think is interesting is that they've almost completely phased out Piper the main character at this point she's Pi- starting to annoy me a bit towards oh, the end she of the annoyed me. she annoys me constantly I'm a big fan of the show but she annoys me it starts off as a show where it's very clearly about her yeah and it was based off a her experiences yeah. a novel written by yeah. this character that was me- is meant to be her yeah and the first I suppose season, that's not entirely sustainable for a show that's now up to its fourth season. No. But yeah, it starts off as a show about her. So much like there's scenes, a lot of scenes outside prison with people who are related to her. There's like scenes with her fiancé, scenes with her brother, um, and, and I think with her parents, and a friend, her best friend. Um, and by the later seasons, she's just a character in the prison it's become this really good thing where you don't have to see her all the time it's like an ensemble sort of it's more about but, everybody else no yeah so you see her as much as you see everyone else mm. there's no shots of what she's thinking specifically which is the first season is all about her really yeah exactly and then, then it's just about the her. cast yeah um, becomes a better show I don't think it's for women I want to strongly recommend this show for men specifically I would say Okay. Well, I, I haven't seen... I've saw it so long ago. Yeah. I like it. Go try it. Yeah. Be my oranges and have, like, recommendation. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, the, so, video games. Video games. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Because I kind of wanted to I, finish, I finish have, up with... I have almost fuck all. Almost fuck all? To talk about for video games. I'm really sorry. Almost fuck all or you have fuck all? I have fuck all. Okay. I mean, I've been playing games, but it's... I've, I've been playing nothing that you really I've been playing Dark about. Souls, Peter. Yeah, yeah. It's no nothing new. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. There will be a constant running theme. I'm just saying. I just Dark finished a hundred percenting Dark Souls two. Not for the first time. First no. time. So <laughs> I've talked about that. It's, yeah. Okay. So I want to just finish up by talking about a game which came out last week called The Division. So you and I are very big on Destiny, which is a very similar sort of game, right? Um, which we've talked about. I don't know if we've talked about it at length, really. We spoke about it. We spoke so about it a number of times, but we haven't spoken about, about it at length. Go listen to Whenever one. they finally decide to announce new friggin' content for the game, yeah. then we'll talk about it at length. But for now... Yeah, so The, the Division, a very similar game, and very similar to um, Destiny in Year One. So it is like a sort of MMO light type game so it's yeah. like it, it is an MMO it's for consoles it's also on PC it's a Borderlands it's, style game right in yeah, terms of the yeah. guns and the loot so, so it's, it's like Borderlands it's sort of like a loot game but it's also a connected world um, and a, it, a lot like Destiny it's over the shoulder as well it's third person yeah so it's a third person game by Ubisoft um, similar sort of shooting to like Splinter Cell and Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon Someone, someone likened it uh, to... Oh, what's that game where it was like this fucking harrowing zombie story where the zombies are plants? Oh, The Last of Us. Last of Us, yeah. 
No, no, no not okay. really. That person was lying so, to me? Yeah, it's not really like The Last of Us at all. Right, well, I mean, dead. it's a third-person game. They're both third-person games. They're dead not, to me. It's not like The Last of Us at all. Um, you know who you so, are. Yeah, so it's it's like a loot game, third-person shooter, set in New York. The kind of conceit of the game is it's set in Manhattan, and there's been this uh, virus sickness outbreak... So a very apocalypse, very original story. Like it's not like a zombie story, but it's like there's been this virus in New York that happened on Black Friday. People put this disease on money, and then oh, okay, it spread on Black Friday, which I think is a kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, but essentially the city's all been quarantined, and it's a war zone now. So you're you you play this uh, character from the Division, which is like this. Embedded group of special agents, which are just like regular people, but then they wear these watches that, when when they activate, um, what it, they're only activated as like a last resort. These watches, yeah, are they like Captain Planet people? <laughs> no, they just they're just a regular watch, but it'll light up and go. Oh yeah, now it's time for me to go do my divisiony things. So you're an agent of the division, which is like, like okay. these highly trained last resort. Just regular people who are called on to save the city or whatever. Alright, okay. It doesn't really matter. The story's not really anything to write home about. I'm getting that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's just like Destiny in that it's you play missions and you do side stuff and you hang around like you do stuff with your friends and it's really, really fun. It's another game where you meet up with a bunch of other guys and gals and Get loot. And shoot shit and get loot. And it's addictive okay. so far. Um, I don't know what the end game is going to be. It's got... Yeah, the Max level is level 30. Um, and is so it, far I'm at level 17. So no. I've, I've played about... I've done a fair bit of side stuff. So I've played maybe 15 hours. And I'm level 17. But from what I've heard, you can get to the max level... By about sort of twenty to twenty five hours. Okay. See, I, which I, is a bit I longer than talk about this because it's missing something for me. Which like, is the, which is what I, um, we both are in agreement on all those other types of games. Yeah. Right? Um, we both, uh, I think, were sold and like into Destiny. Um, not at the same time but when we picked it up we were there we were into it It. I, I mean I, I really loved Destiny I got sucked into it so hard um, and for Borderlands we both enjoyed Borderlands yeah. um, and you might be the bigger Destiny player I think but uh, I I mean I was the you Borderlands did, man yeah. right I, I played through the main story like once yeah but you oh, I had everything I yeah. had all the DLCs I did all the boring Shit, I had you like beat the raid bosses yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, so I love both of them. I have no big interest in this game, unfortunately. For, uh, like, I think it's just for me. It's it's just so. It's missing the the elements that made the other two games cool. Like what? Like in in Destiny, there's guns and grinding, right? Which we, we like. But the thing that pushes it over the top for me is that it also looks really cool. The guns are cool because they're space guns. It's a spaceship 
We're, fly- we're, we're not just regular dudes shooting things. Yeah, but we do the, it in space. One of the things you got to remember, though, is for the first... I'm not up to the end game yet, but the first, the initial 20 levels when Destiny first came out, the guns you're using are all boring, just regular mm. guns. Like, I, they, I, they are. But they look great. You cannot they dispute that Destiny visually is awesome. Yes, Destiny visually is awesome. The, the, the world that they have made in The Division, Manhattan, is beautiful. Like, but it's just Manhattan. Looks, yeah, yeah. It's just Manhattan. You're just a guy. You're a typical Tom Clancy looking. So what the real hook of the division is is the PV, is the PvP. That's what I'm saying. Hook me. I don't have yeah, anything yet. Yeah. So the the really cool, interesting part of it is the PvP. So they I have like PvP. They have this. You have this sort of main area which you go and do all your missions up until you get to level thirty. Okay. Right, and you sort of play through the main story and there's side missions and collectibles and you sort of typical Ubisoft open world game. Okay. Okay? And you can do that in a group or you can do that with just by yourself running around the city. And it's sort of a basic Ubisoft open world RPG type thing. Where the division is different is um, they've got this awesome thing which is called the Dark Zone. So... It's this section of the city which is all separated off, and it's the PvP zone. Right? So you enter there, and now you so can you be en- killed, right? Yeah, now you can be killed. It's like the wilderness in... Good old RuneScape. Good old RuneScape. And the real cool thing about the darkness zone is that you can roll through with a group of, du- with a group of your mates. You can rock up in your 6'4". Yeah, just cruising. Mm. Just cruising. Start jocking the bitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's, it's this PvP area. It has, like, guys you kill, like, enemies to fight, and they will drop better loot than what you'll find in the regular world. Okay. But the thing about the loot that they drop is you don't immediately have it. It's, like, in a separate... is contaminated loot from the Dark Zone, because the Dark Zone... The reason it's separated off is because it's, like, the super contaminated area. Okay. So, um... So you, you so can't... you can't, you can't use... Gun, though, right? Is that what you're saying? You get drop. Do you get drops from players? No, you get drops from enemies. Okay. Okay. Let, let me... So there's enemies as well in the dark. Yeah, zone. Yes, so there's enemies as well in the dark zone. So you can go in there with a group and get better gear from these enemies that are in the dark zone, mm-hmm. right? So you get the loot, but it's contaminated, so you can't immediately use it. So what you've got to do is you've got to call in a plane or a helicopter to extract the gear. Okay. And the interesting thing about that is um, they've got these marked extraction zones. Um, so the dark zone is split up to, into like six different areas which are, have different level enemies in them. Okay. Um, so you uh, you call in an extraction and it takes two minutes to get there and then you have 30 minutes to extract your gear. But the thing about that is when you call in an extraction it notifies all the other players that are in the area with you that there's an extraction oh, going this on. This sounds like a mechanic that could be great or just could shit you. So it's... Oh yeah... There, so you have these really tense moments when you call in an extraction and you have to find somewhere to hide or there'll be like a wave of enemies coming in so you've got to hide and try and shoot them all down with your group um, and wait out the timer and hopefully then there's not going to be a bunch of arseholes which come in and kill you. <laughs> and take, can they take Yeah, stuff? so it's like, yeah, so they, they can take not the gear that you have but when you get, when you get killed you drop some of the loot that you've collected 
So you don't drop all of it, but you drop like you, the best. Would stuff. you say you have? Do you have multiple chances to decontaminate this stuff then? Like, uh, if you call in the extraction and you don't die, but you don't extract the gear in time, yeah, you still keep it. But if you were to die, those guys would get the contaminated gear. Yes. So oh, it's this really tense thing, okay. where you're like trying to like feel out other groups of players and see if there's going to be people that are going to fuck you up and steal all your shit. And also try and like I do like the idea fight of off enemies running around as like a as like Mad a, Max type guy yeah, who just kills yeah. everyone. It's just really interesting PvP. Thing. I don't I don't like over the shoulder, but I think it's I'm, actually the gunplay is actually really good. Is it respon- Is it, so the thing I have with over the shoulder get, uh, shooter games is they're almost always not very responsive. It's it it has some of those third person shooter problems, but it's a lot better than most third-person shooters are. Okay. Like, it, it's... The controls are pretty responsive. Um, it is still third-person. But it, it, yeah. it is pretty good, I think. The guns, um, the ones you start out... It, the the um, gunplay model mm. um, is pretty different to Destiny because you start out with... The guns that you're using are all really crap guns... So you can't ha- like if you're using an assault rifle, for so example, you can't, you can't just you can't just hold it down. It has crazy recoil, so you got to try and recoil, uh, yeah. control the recoil until you get better guns, which have better perks on them, which to control recoil and Where, and stuff like that. My favorite thing in Destiny, because I'm an asshole, would be like going to a PvP environment with like the starting pistol, the starting yeah. revolver, and then you you kind of cut people. You can do that. You 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 could. But you'd have to, you'd have a very hard time. Like it, the your gear level matters okay. pretty heavily, and your damage on your guns matters pretty pretty heavily. Well, we're gonna we're probably gonna have to wrap this up. Yep. But but yes, the division. I will probably have updated thoughts once I get to the max level and start doing some of the. Watch, um, watch this space. Yeah, and start doing some of the end game stuff. Like so, they the end game stuff at this point, from what I can gather is there's dailies, mm. which is always a bit boring, but in April they're adding um, what I imagine are probably going to be similar sort of things to raids. They're not called okay. raids, they're called, like, uh, incursions. Would they be more... I, I think the only way to do that... Yeah, like, like, like group, would be to do more, like, group heroics. enemies. Yes, they have the things. So they do have, they do have heroics and it dailies. Doesn't, it doesn't look like a game where bosses would make a lot of sense. It's got bosses. It does. Every mission <laughs> ends with you killing a like a bullet sponge boss. Oh, good. Yeah. But it's good stuff. It's fun. No, seriously, it's fun though. I'm glad that shooter looters haven't figured out how to make a boss yet. It's it's a very difficult thing to do. Well, because you can't have just a boss which you can kill in two bullets. No, because that's not. But bullet sponge bosses. Anyway, we're, we're yeah. getting too far under it. We're getting too far under it. Please, the, someone the gra- out there. The graphics are so amazing, like the fire effects, and you can be walking through the city and then just suddenly a blizzard will roll in, Ooh. and that looks just like amazing. Oh, and you, you can like dress up your character. All the characters kind of okay. look pretty similar, but there are some just fantastic like jackets. Like you can get the big puffy orange Parkers Ooh. and like. Parkers. Aviator sunglasses, That's and you right. can have you can wear beanies and hunting hats. See, and okay, there, right there is the problem. 
Right, you get if you're playing the division, you get excited about at Orange Puff, Puffy Parker, and if you're playing Destiny, you get excited about a fucking cape made out of light. A wolf head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the difference to me. That yeah, which is which is fair enough, yeah. but it is still like that's not the only thing. There is still cool dress upy stuff you can do for your character. Okay, it's not as I wouldn't say it's as good as Destiny, but to me, it's. Enough like Destiny, and it's something new. Whereas Destiny has not released it like this week was six months since the last content drop. Okay, so I'm if you almost play, entirely exhausted, if you play Destiny, you Destiny, if you play Borderlands, and you're looking for a fix, the Division is the way the to Division, go. The Division, you can play dress up. Yeah, the Division is really fun. Oh, like right. the, my last, two, I got the game on Friday. It's now Sunday. I've spent, I've spent far too much time playing the Division. I've got to take a break and get some uni work done. And we spent far too much time talking about yes. it. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah well, I think I play think the we're, division. we're good. It's right? a good, good, good spot to, to yeah. leave on, I think. Uh, yeah, well, again, thank you for sticking with us through this new experimental A Coffee with Sam and Coffee Peter. with Sam and Peter. I know Peter. it doesn't have the same kind of ring to it, but... No. But we did the clink, so... So, you know, yeah. you can't be angry. Is that what no. you're saying? Yeah. Well, yes. We did the clink, you We animals. did the clink. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. We'll probably still be in shorts. Yeah, it's fucking hot. It is, yeah. Goddamn nightmare. Go see Space Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to hear your thoughts on Space Cowboys. Mm. I, yeah. should, I should go see Space Cowboys. Let's do that right now. Go watch Space Cowboys. Okay. Yeah.